this week in the parish of bourses and market structure. Toshiba Backlash rocks Japan exchanges, ASX in colourful crypto spat, and there's lots more, including a big crackdown on Binance. My name is Patrick L. Young. Welcome to the Bourse Business Weekly Digest. It's the Exchange Invest Weekly Podcast, episode 101. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. This is a very brief reduction of highlights amongst the key headlines from the week in market structure. All the analysis of the week's many events and happenings can be found in Exchange Invest's daily subscriber newsletter, the unique guide to the bourse business sent daily to your inbox. More details at exchangeinvest.com. The Robinhood CEO called for changes to exchange pricing rules this week. Vlad Tenev was demanding fractions of a penny pricing in a preemptive fight back against a possible Gensler SEC payment for order flow restrictions or indeed an outright ban. Fueling ADHD-like millennial behaviour may be feasible in the super liquid names, but it does little or nothing for smaller stocks struggling to achieve any liquidity. See also actually the David Weald IPO vid that I recorded just the other week. I love the way super liquid products flow, but at the same time we must remain mindful, as Robin Hood is not in this instance, that we need orderly capital formation and a feasible means to help them become major public companies tomorrow. Keeping them in la ronde privée, a stealth alphabet of PE rounds with facilitated private market transactions, may be good for some, but must not become the only route to growth or indeed debut on public markets. Meanwhile, of course, this week we marked the end of a spectacular first half. With the American Independence Day looming, it was great to see another broadly successful parish quarter coming to a close. Some stats coming up on that in just a minute. Meanwhile, though, we were looking at America's water wars. They're just beginning, according to Bloomberg, which is an interesting article demonstrating the urgent need for a water market to be better organised. But that requires a champion. And while NASDAQ has the data, it does not have the exchange-traded derivative heft on the futures side, while Chicago Mercantile Exchange, the licensee of the NASDAQ Water Index in California, appears remarkably insouciant about promoting their first mover advantage in futures. Toshiba shareholders ousted their chairman in a landmark move for foreign activists. We mentioned the excoriating criticism of JPX CEO Akira Kyoto on this topic. Governance improvement at Toshiba has been very inadequate, said the boss of the Japan exchanges in Exchange Invest 2080 on the 19th of June. However, this process of ousting the Toshiba chairman still marks a watershed moment when shareholders, including foreign activists who've been somewhat voluble, have taken the chairman's scalp of a Japanese household name brand, a first for the world of corporate governance. Meanwhile, in Australia, prominent venture capitalist and crypto evangelist Mark Carnegie has thrown down the gauntlet to the ASX boss, 
Dominic Stevens about the size of their blockchains in five years, Carnegie labelling the ASX a diamond-encrusted white elephant. It was a good week for Adina Friedman. We were discussing how Adina Friedman had boosted her stock 35% since becoming CEO in 2017 and is bringing more integrity to markets. Nasdaq is indeed charging ahead after keeping its markets running smoothly throughout the course of the last year. And indeed, Adina Friedman was returned for a second year to the Barron's most influential list of CEOs in America. Richly deserved it is too. Clearstream, they're facing a 500 million euro fine over the clear-up to do with Air Berlin. The insolvency administrator of the insolvent airline is set to sue the Luxembourg-based subsidiary of Deutsche Börse. Exchange Invest is the daily must-read by the most influential figures operating the world's best markets. We invite you to join the exclusive group of Boris bosses and other C-suite executives who make Exchange Invest the exchange of information, their daily business intelligence guide to markets the world over. Exchange Invest is available to subscribers at $200 per user per year or currency equivalent. You can get more details at exchangeinvest.com or email me, patrick at derivativesvision.com. Elsewhere, there was a bit of a spat, a revaluation, a regrading, a re-rating of the emerging markets. MSCI are proposing putting Pakistan back into the frontier markets category. Elsewhere, Argentina was also downgraded two notches from emerging to standalone in what amounted to a post-COVID bloodbath for a large number of the world's less developed stock markets. Elsewhere, Robinhood's IPO plans were pushed back due to an SEC review process. That process came to a stunning end just as we were preparing to record this particular podcast, episode 101, with news that Robinhood, the zero-cost brokerage, or at least so they claim to be, are going to pay a $70 million fine. Over at the long-term stock exchange, Twilio and Asana, both of them investors in the San Francisco-based LTSE, which launched last September, they've moved, or at least they've added listings to the long-term stock exchange, becoming the first two to be listed. They're both shareholders in the LTSE itself, but at the same time, they're going to retain their New York stock exchange listings, thus becoming dual-listed. So you can have your occasional liquidity on LTSE for the long term or go all in every day, several times a day if you so desire, on New York Stock Exchange. An interesting balance between investor reality and Silicon Valley virtue signaling. Or one might say between virtue and virtu. Chinese tech IPOs fueled Hong Kong Stock Exchange's best first half ever. The London Stock Exchange, they had their best first half for IPOs since 2014. And indeed, sensational numbers out of Nasdaq with no fewer than 395 new listings. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly. We welcome your feedback. You can contact me directly, patrick at derivativesvision.com with any comments. Meanwhile, if you enjoyed this show, we would welcome you giving us a thumbs up. Or if you have time, a positive review will always be welcome wherever you find this podcast. In results this week, Johannesburg Stock Exchange, they're pretty muted. They seem to have a post-COVID hangover. 
Saudi Stock Exchange Tadawul, their revenues have soared 91% ahead of the IPO that's expected towards the end of this year. Spectacular news altogether. In new markets, not quite a new market, but at least a linking of the old together, the Bank of England is allowing settlement houses to access its money market operations. That's an interesting integration of the ICSDs into accessing the UK money market straight from the central bank. Elsewhere, TPI Cap, they were detailing their plans to develop LiquidNet, which they acquired recently. Well, all I can say is I hope the plans inspire confidence with you. Apparently, the thinking is credit-centric TPI Cap has offices all over the world, and this will, though I don't know how they're going to quite achieve it, through osmosis perhaps, link LiquidNet to more markets because LiquidNet is currently perceived by TPI Cap to be a bit parochial. TP staffer John Ruskin noted in press comment, historically LiquidNet has focused on the key equities markets but hasn't fully explored other regions. Given LiquidNet was connected to 39 different exchanges worldwide a decade ago, when in fact they gave out a press release announcing yours truly, Patrick L. Young, as a non-executive director of the European subsidiary, and given the fact that they had increased significantly the number of their accesses, I do believe to over 60 before TPI Cap overpaid for the asset, frankly, I think it was fair to say even the 39 of a decade ago was more than just the key equity markets. Good news in Zimbabwe, the commodity exchange there is ready to open its door, and while that's preparing to open its doors, the Singapore Precious Metals Exchange will officially launch the world's first end-to-end platform that democratises precious metals investment. Ah, how breathtaking it all is. In deals this week, TradeWeb completed their acquisition of NASDAQ's US fixed income electronic trading platform. That, of course, used to be eSpeed, owned by BGC. Deutsche Börse and Commerzbank, they're joining forces to build digital asset marketplaces. And indeed... There was also news of various other acquisitions of a Swiss platform for digital assets by Deutsche Börse. Refinitiv worries the Refinitiv deal loses some of its luster for London Stock Exchange's challenges might went the headline in the Financial Times. And we look forward to the NSE SGX trading link via Gift City looks likely to be live by April next year while Urbana Corporation announced an investment in Blue Ocean Technologies, LLC. They happen to have an American ATS. Don't forget, you can still pick up a copy of Victory or Death, my latest book talking all about blockchain cryptocurrency in the fintech world. In crypto land this week, big news, BTC China, the first Bitcoin exchange in China, has given up on the cryptocurrency amid Beijing's tightening crackdown. Elsewhere, the big news was from the UK. Due to the imposition of requirements by the FCA, Binance Markets Limited is not currently permitted to undertake any regulated activities without prior written consent of the UK regulator. No other entity in the Binance Group holds any form of UK authorization, registration or license to conduct regulated activity in the UK. A somewhat exasperated statement from the FCA, which also followed a pullout by crypto exchange Binance from Ontario in Canada, and a warning shot across the bows by Japan's FSA, warning that Binance was operating in Japan without a license. Is a denouement coming for the Chinese, or indeed 
wherever it might be from, there's a mystery for us all, ladies and gentlemen, exchange of Binance. Product news this week. Well, lots of CBDC. I'm not sure it's terribly exciting. The Palestinian Monetary Authority considered launching their own digital currency. That should be quite exciting. I suppose there to put a good luster on the move towards Bitcoin being the legal tender in El Salvador. Technology news this week. Very exciting to hear. Digital Asset is partnering with NASDAQ to bring DAML, that's digital asset markup language, to the NASDAQ Marketplace Services platform. One spectacular piece of news in the crowdfunding firmament. Crowdfund are profitable for the first time in their 10-year history. Elsewhere, SEBI, the Indian regulators, they're going to introduce a framework for a new class of investors in India. In People News, the Muscat Stock Exchange have appointed a new CEO. The board of directors announced the appointment of Haitham bin Salam al-Salmi as the new chief executive officer in the same week when the long-standing Tel Aviv Stock Exchange chairman Amon Neubach announced he will retire on August the 1st. Elsewhere, we just had time to reflect in Big World this week that the Wimbledon Lawn Tennis Championships opened once again this week with the great Swiss genius Roger Federer approaching 40 years of age, which by my reckoning means that the Swiss maestro has now been playing tennis at the top level for more years than ageist commentators have been writing him off. And on that mysterious and magnificent note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this shortened episode 101 of the Exchange Invest Weekly Podcast. My name is Patrick L. Young. Have a great week in life and markets. This show relates to the business of bourses. It is not to be construed as investment advice, nor are we making any investment recommendations. Please consult an investment advisor before you make any investments, and for goodness sake, do your due diligence and do not make investments without complying with the regulations in your home state. Exchange Invest cannot be held responsible for any investment decisions made as a result of our programme, which is for entertainment purposes only. The material herein is copyright Patrick L. Young at the date of publication, while our music and sound effects are sourced from copyright-free sources. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly, the exchange of information.